Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 63rd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is an indigenous filmmaker. He is also an indigenous hip-hop artist. He is also, uh, he writes and directs his own movies. He's, he's got his films at film festivals right now, ladies and gentlemen. The Lumbee Film Festival is coming up this weekend. Uh, my friend, my colleague, Mr. Ryan Craig. Ryan Craig, are you with us? I'm here. Thanks for having me, Katie Kane. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Uh, I remember last time I had a great time. No doubt, man. I, I appreciate you coming back to uh, the last time we recorded was well, a podcast was a week before the L.A. Skins Film Fest. And then we debuted it the night that our movie debuted at the film festival at Man's Chinese Theater, man, down there in Hollywood. So um, that was a great time. Uh, it was good to uh, to get an interview with you beforehand to try and uh, promote the cause and everything. But um, with this interview, I guess we have another one coming up that, that we could promote for. But I, I just want to ask you questions about the process since then, dude. And then also if you can share any any teasers or details about the next project with the public. Um, but I, I just wanted to start by uh, asking what you thought about the L.A. Skins Film Festival and um you know about that experience can can you talk about that for a second man okay so the la skins fest is held in uh hollywood california and uh i had never been a part of it so before this i had gone to one called red nation film festival and that was in the la area as well and as i was there mingling and getting to know people they said oh i'm going to be showing my movie at the la skins fest and i i had heard of it but i never researched it so I looked it up, and I, I thought, I want to go to that one. I want to be a part of that one. It looked like uh, it had, like, uh, more interaction with other filmmakers and stuff like that. So I went with you, Katie Kane, and uh, it was uh, an adventure. I guess that's the word yeah. to use, meaning that I didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what to expect. So we got to go out there the old-fashioned way and really live it all and, and interact face-to-face with organizers of the festival uh, other filmmakers, whether they were up-and-comers like ourselves or whether they had done movies uh, like Cantu Cardinal, who's been in Smoke Signal. She played Victor's mom. Um, yeah, dude. She's been in numerous, that was awesome. numerous yeah. films. I mean, Katie yeah. Kane got to speak to her like she was our auntie. And I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it's funny. Like, we really we really got to talk to her about the business and, and the way things work. And she gave us the time. She stood and talked to us for... 15 minutes and for a person like that who had people saying oh come over here take a picture here take a picture there and that was pretty cool so i like that i thought that was very cool too dude like she was because that is whenever i meet someone famous usually it is like let's just take a picture and keep it moving and she she was she took that 15 minutes to sit there and talk to us about our movie and because everybody was waiting in line to get a picture with that zon mclaren and guy and I can't front. I was too. I love Westworld, man. It's shit, but uh, she did, bro. She she wasn't too cool or too famous to talk to a couple Indians from the Northwest about about our film. You know, I thought that was cool too, man. So so with uh, that being said, she was one of many that we got to talk to, and uh, Katie Kane and myself got to take it back to the old ways. So for those who are in your, I guess just in your thirties or forties or your fifties. You remember if you're an artist or you know artists when you had to go present yourself. Now, yeah. in the day and age with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and emails, presenting <laughs> yourself is almost 
almost fake nowadays. It's like, how can we fool the people? How can we get more and more followers? It's less about your yeah. content or about your, your actual pitch. Uh, well, Katie Kane and I, we got to in person invite people to come see our film because they had an award ceremony the night before our film was shown. So we had to go back to the old ways of this is who I am. This is where I'm from. This is what I'm going to present. This is why I think you would like it. And I loved it. I love getting back to the roots of how I began in music. So that part of it was pretty awesome, too. What do you think about that? Yeah, it was, dude. And it seemed like when we got there to the award ceremony, almost everyone who was there was a filmmaker. And so it was easy to talk to everyone. And, and, and somebody was either an actor or they directed it or they produced it or they were the sound guy. or And it was just, uh, I don't know, Ryan Craig, I, I feel out of place most times when I'm out there in the world. And I told the guys this last night, but I, I don't feel out of place when I'm with my art homies and, and other art, art colleagues, you know what I mean? And it, it just felt really good to be around those vibes. And not only like introduce and ask people to come watch ours, but also hear about theirs and then be able to see their movies too, man. Cause there's Indians from all over, dude. You know what I mean? From the East Coast and like city Indians and reservation Indians and, and just all kind of diverse uh, people who submitted their movie. And it was fun to uh, like compete too. You know what I mean? Cause that was the main thing. I remember you kept asking people that like, what did you guys spend on your, on your movie? And I was just like, hell yeah, dude, every, every single person spent more money than we did. You know what I mean? And I felt like the, the film that you submitted really held up as far as competition goes you know what i mean I, I think it was really it stood out amongst the rest of the films and it's not because we put six-figure budget together and got all these cool cameos and, and special effects it's because now nah, i wrote a cool story man and made it look good you know so i don't know that that was fun to me dude to, to interact with other artists and then uh have something of mine to to be able to share too you know because most times I'm showing up to support, you know, or, or it's my my performance, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm either asking for it or I'm I'm showing it. And it was doing both at the same time in a, in a community setting. Felt pretty good, dude. Like it was it was awesome. I had a great time. And with that being said, um, it was also great to just be also a fan because you talked about how we got to mix and mingle and interact our filmmaking colleagues. But how often do you get to go and watch? I'm talking about like six hours straight, maybe even more. I think we got to watch about six hours straight of just sitting there without your phone on, without scrolling through social media while you half watch and actually giving yeah. somebody your undivided attention to say, I'm going to watch your shit, uh, sir yeah. or ma'am, and I'm going to fucking tell you what I think. And uh, yeah. to me, that part of it was just like an experience in itself. I'm in Hollywood, away from home, away from the responsibilities I have through family and through work. I'm just watching movies and saying, oh, I like the way they did that, or I like the way they did this. So that part of it to me was something I'll never forget as well. Yeah, man. Um, it, it really did feel like exclusive access too. Like, uh, like we're seeing something that everybody else doesn't get to watch for a long time. And it's like first, first peek at it. And it, that, uh, it was cool, man. There was like, you know that guy had like his little superhero his indian superhero thing with the the helmet and the suit kind of iron man-ish and shit and i thought that was dope and he was from oakland and then 
the guy had the it was like the football documentary from that team from the 70s that it's like they they rallied and won a championship their senior year or something like that there was a bunch of different inspiring films that were totally different than the one we submitted as far as themes and such but it, yeah it was there it was, was one fun, that dude. we was, watched it was i'm sorry kane there was one that we watched that, that was similar that, to uh amy poehler or uh who's the other woman that used to host that saturday night live uh weekend update uh, help tina me Faye. out mitch what's her name tina Fey. yes yes yes. yes 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 <laughs> something along those lines only with a native slash latino perspective because in southern cali they have that going on where the natives and the latinos you might not know the difference in some instances yeah. and that was kind of who yeah. made that one and, yep. you know, Kane even said, as we're watching it, this ain't really anything I like, but I'm going to give it the time just because they invited us, of course. But that was like that woman's dream come true. You know, she's from the L.A. area. So they had about 50 people there cheering and clapping. And I was happy for them. We're not from L.A. So we just had to get whoever we could to come watch our movie. And it was still awesome. Yeah, it was, man. They did have a lot of support. And they had a pretty big budget, too. And then... I also had critiques about, you know, their their overdubs and stuff like that, too. Some of it didn't match up. So it was just like it was dope to, to see how big they did it. You know what I mean? And uh, it was, man, like I, I would recommend any of my, you know, female friends or aunties, grandmas, you know, sisters, anybody who's into chick flicks. It's like, nah, check that out, man. Like you probably like it. It's probably pretty funny. It's not not totally my speed. The thing I like too is they had that kid from Donnie Darko in there, Ryan Craig, the the guy who wears the rabbit uh, the rabbit mask and gets yeah. shot in the eye. Man, he was in that movie. I was like, yeah. So I you was, know, I, I, I went of... to a in my community. We still have a place where you rent movies. It's got to be one of the oh, last really? ones left in the region. Yeah. It's called Saint Jack's Video, and I got a movie, and it was an independent film called Bully, and I think it was made in the New Jersey area, and uh, they yeah. got one of the guys from The Sopranos to make like a He's listed in the credits on the on the cover and everything, but he's only on there for about two minutes. He plays like this mobster that comes and supports the bully and stuff. And that got me to thinking, like, that's something that you and I and whoever's part of our team that we could be looking forward to within the next few years is just to get that one big name. And I don't know if that's yeah. something that you agree with. It would be something we have to do. I just think it'd be pretty fucking cool to just have, like, Zahn or whoever you can yeah. name in the Indian world or the native American film world to say, I believe in what you guys are doing. And that's kind of why it was so important to go. Somebody's going to yeah. say, Oh yeah, you guys had the hats and the suits and, and Oh yeah. You guys had the commotion during your showing or yeah, I met you guys here. And that's kind of what was the reason to go. Yeah. Yeah. For real, dude. I, I feel like we did kind of, if if you ran into us, then you probably remembered us and hopefully you got to see the movie, you know, because it, uh, it was good. And um, it, 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 uh, it was cool to just be in that place, too. And then also like mobbing to the the theater, like all the, the artists in the street trying to push their CDs hand to hand. Like it, it just it was like looking into my past, man, like. Like a, like a crowd of people, you know what I mean? Like he's got it. It's they're they're sold up for five. A couple guys got me for five bucks. You know what I mean? And it just uh, it was cool to be in the future and still look at my past at the same time in the same weekend. You know what I mean? When you first started making music, 
who who told you or taught you or showed you how you went about, whether it was through stores or whether it was hand-to-hand or what events to be at? Who taught you about that or how did you learn? I Tyrant was my producer, and they uh, he put out an album when I first got to college, like the first year in 2000 that my roommate, The Korean, was on. And so I, I didn't really have access to him until a year later. And then I was able to ask those questions. And he's like, no, nah, I printed up a thousand CDs. This is how much it costs. And he had a chart in his studio, right? Of It's like a, a bar graph where it's when the it's and it's like a thermometer, right? He, he fills it in as he gets to each hundred CDs. And there's like 10 increments, right? And he was he sold like 700. So I was like, damn, that's how many you sold so far? He's like, yeah. And I'm just like, and where do, where do you sell it? He's like, usually at shows, but he goes, if there's a party or something, he's like, I'm lobbying with my backpack. And the uh, it was like Hastings and, and places like that. Cause I worked at Hastings when I was in high school. So I, I knew that there was independent artists. I knew you could consign CDs there as an artist. They wouldn't buy them straight out, but you could give them 10 and they, they'd enter them into the computer and you could come cash out when they sold. And so that was a place that, was kind of a big corporation but still supported us you know what i mean and didn't didn't charge us money for that and it's like we just go in the independent section it's not like we get a huge display or get put in the headphones or anything but it still matters for something to be in a store where everyone else can buy their music and your cds on the shelf too um but well, the, to, the hand-to-hand to other, stuff too to others well to, i'm sorry Kim, but i was just gonna say to other rappers that's where they went to see who was really with with the shit you know what i mean yeah yeah on tuesdays new cds came out it it meant something though to other rappers to say look he's independent and he got his shit in here and then of course you have the casual people out the street who they don't care about the ins and outs of how you make the music or what rapper you have featured they just oh that's pretty cool and they keep walking but there's others who are fascinated by it because it was like its own little uh uh cult following if you will of northwest hip-hop yeah it was dude like anybody else who was doing it i tried to there was no internet back then you know what i mean so you had to have a homie from that town or a cousin or something it's like man do you know any of those guys can can you score me one of those cds and other times it's you'd be in the same place selling cds at the same time and it's like hey dude what's up like i remember running into uh nima from seattle unexpected arrival i ran into him at hoop fest and he was like we we traded cds and he he was down to do features and all that like he was a super cool dude and he was just mobbing around like we were when he was from seattle you know what i mean and so it was it felt good to see that there was other people doing it and whenever i ran into you guys too because you guys you're indigenous like i am so you saw the benefit of going to a powwow where there's already people who, who brought money to purchase art or or cds or music and it's like, nah, this we got these two, and and you would always have a couple little homies with you too. Like I'm like, he's covering way more ground, man. Like he's he's getting it, and it would just always impressive to me because that's a tough grind, Ryan Craig. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't want to fucking listen to your spiel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It gets gets discouraging. <laughs> they they don't, time. but you can never get you can never get discouraged. Meaning that if I'm gonna ask ten people. I don't care who you are. Well, I mean, of course, there's exceptions. If you come with a big, if you come with a fucking Cadillac Escalade and you pop the trunk and you've got fucking whatever in the car and or you show up with an NBA or former NBA player, I get it. Everybody flocks that. 
not people like you and I who are just as soon as everybody in school with as far as how we look and how much money we have. We're just saying yeah. this is our talent. Will you give us a chance and help support it? Because if people hadn't supported the Red Sox first album, we wouldn't have kept doing it. There would have been yeah. no point. Yeah. Yeah, serious, dude. Like, me too. Like, I uh, enough people bought it and the radio played my one song, so it made me want to do another one. And then it's like, it's that's you guys too, dude. Like, you got a fucking catalog, Ryan Craig, you know? And it's, uh, I think I got like four or five albums and two mixtapes, but you guys have a shit ton, dude, of both. So it's like, uh, you remember the days when somebody would say, Is it powwow? And then you'd stand there and look at him and say, No, nah, it's rap. And he'd look back at you and say, No, nah, I'm not interested. Remember that? Yeah, dude, serious. <laughs> and yeah, it's like they were turned off, like, Sometimes they even say, oh, that's black people music. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, <laughs> you know, give it a chance. Like, uh, it just bugged me. To, but whatever, that's, you have to be prepared to do that if you're going to be an artist, you know? It's like you got to have. I say that I say that now because of how, how commercialized things have become. Like, you know, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. I mean, that's really awesome that he's connected to his indigenous roots or whatever however you want to put it you know we we didn't come from that era where there was some multi-platinum group member that was able to say hey nike n7 look at these guys do hip-hop in itself or you know we knew spaman and stuff and he would come to our reservations and he always had the same style and everything but he didn't have millions of views on videos where he did it with the billings gazette where it was accepted because the writers and those who are the editors and the publishers of the paper are now our age. We were still in our early 20s and even younger, and we were looked at as fucking losers, for yeah. lack of a better word, just to some people. So yeah. just the, the journey and the, and the the journey and the climb, like what you said, to kind of be back there with the films, meaning that we didn't have a nonprofit organization say, here's a $20,000 check from this endowment put our name at the beginning of the movie. We didn't have this native yeah. actor who was worked with Sherman Alexie or anything say, I support this film. We were just two yeah. guys that showed up and said, hey, we made a movie. And so it was similar to the way it started with the music to me. Yeah, I, I did. I felt brand new. You know what I mean? Like, like crispy, fresh and new. I don't, I don't know nothing about nothing. Like I'm, Hey, did you guys make a movie? Hey, ours is showing on Sunday at, at eight. You know what I mean? Can you guys come through and check it out? Like, it did. It was uh, it was fun, man. Because everybody else was in the same boat, you know. So it uh, it was cool. I didn't really run into anybody who was too famous or too cool to give you a couple of minutes and listen to what you had to say, which was dope, you know. Because it was a lot of that in in our past with music and at that film festival, it was really really good. Uh good interactions with other people i really um, think that if we could we could see katie kane in a longmire the mo- longmire the series is done with a future longmire there's no reason why they like, why they couldn't get in contact with you and say we have this role we want to see you play it no doubt yeah man i'm trying ryan craig that's why i appreciate the opportunity man it allows me to uh add something to my resume for for any acting gigs in the future and I'm I'm honestly proud of the work, man. It's like it looks good, and it, it is like it's I'm playing a character, and um, 
a lot of you know i've tried a lot of times in portland and gone to auditions and everything and uh, usually the the casting director and all, just the people you, you can just tell it's not going to work out and and it feels good to work with someone i i already have worked with in the past and and to be able to actually cross the finish line and and submit the work and have it seen and 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 do it in a, a somewhat timely manner you know what i mean sometimes the music stuff would drag out over years and years and even though that movie did take longer than i wanted it to to complete it still was faster done faster than any album i ever put out you know what i mean and do you think I, that in, I, do you think that in the world of of this is the thing that i that i question because how many other movies do you know of whether they be short films whether they be tv series whether they be full length features that were done by a native director and writer with native actors without any help from anybody meaning that Longmire is a series that features Native Americans, but it's not a Native American program. It's about Sheriff Longmire. Or yeah. um, I have to look. I have to watch that Kev- now, dude. I haven't seen it. Oh, I it's pretty good. It. Well, Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. It has Native Americans featuring the story, but that's Kevin Costner's multi-million-dollar production. Yeah. So it's not even the same thing. Yeah, but how many do close, we know dude. of where we can, or even something out of Portland, I think it's called We Are Native, where they have uh, skits and acting and stuff like that, which is great. But I think a lot of them are grant funded, which I have nothing against either. But my point is to say that things like the LA Skin Fest, things like the Lumbee Film Festival, which will be featured on Thursday at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, um, this coming Thursday, July 2nd. Things yeah, like yeah. That, Can you plug? Need... I'm, I'm gonna ask you to plug that later too. Okay, we need things like that though, because otherwise we wouldn't even know that it exists. Uh, these yeah. are just things that I wonder sometimes. Like, where are the like true independent filmmakers who didn't have any agenda? Meaning, if you watch You Love Who You Love, go on Amazon. If if you haven't seen it yet, You Love Who You Love, starring Katie Kane, Kylie Fox. It, it's there. There is no point. I mean, to the story, there is no, there is no message. There is no thing going on currently that's sensational. That, that is the reason why we made it. It's a story of something that happened in my life, and that's yeah. all the fucking point is. And yeah. so I, I just want to see more of that. I have nothing yeah. against saying, but let's highlight this. Let's highlight this topic that's happening currently in the country. I, I'm not saying I'm anti that. I'm only saying I just want to see more and more and more content from Nimi Poos, from Yakimas, from Umatillas, from uh, Denez, from Hopis, from Alaska yeah. Natives. I want to see more of it. That's that's what my point is and my goal is. And I would love it. I wouldn't be that guy that say, shit, say shit compared to mine. Fuck no, I want to yeah. see it all, no matter what it's about. Yeah, same, and That's dude. why like, we that's... need more Native film festivals. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And um, I, I was telling the fellas this last night. They had questions about uh, murdered and missing indigenous women and, and that whole uh, movement online. And I, I just told them, like, the reason you're aware of it is because there's uh, social media now. Like, we can spread the information to ourselves. We don't. And I, and I was telling them about uh, the different films. There, there's that one with Chess Gay where the girl comes out to paint Crazy Horse and she gets treated like shit when she shows up. And I'm like, there's. We, I told them with the movie too, like we, we don't get representation in Hollywood and any kind of script that gets submitted that has 
any content related to Native American people, it's it's going to get skewed and all fucked up after it rolls through that guy in Hollywood's desk. And it's not that way with, with our independent shit. It's like we don't have to ask anybody for permission to do anything. And we are portraying ourselves how we feel we should be portrayed. You know what I mean? There's no guy telling us to be more Indian or, you know what I mean? Like paint your face or, or do any, it's like, nah, man, fuck you guys. Like I, I, I feel for the people who have gone to that town and tried to make it and had to deal with shit like that. Cause I, uh, I'm sure it sucks. You know what I mean? And I'd rather deal with the hardship of, of being broke and being independent and trying to put it together than deal with being treated like shit from the people who you that's your path you have to go past these people to get to where you're trying to go as far as that town and it just it feels better on my soul and my heart ryan craig you know what i mean it's like i feel like i'm actually doing more damage and it's uh it, it feels better you know because i hate i hated all those auditions in portland and the one reality tv thing that i landed it, it didn't it didn't film it and keep it or anything but it, it was it wasn't fun dude but doing the movie with you for for that week like that shit was fun bro you know what i mean like that was legit i was legit high off that shit for two weeks you know what i mean it was like just the whole process of everybody showing up everybody shooting their scenes memorizing the lines before um it, it, it was dope man and then going to each location like it was it was an adventure man and it, and it was in a familiar place too but it didn't matter because it uh i was doing something totally new that i'd never done before you know so for me, I've never I've never done acting to the extent that you got to do in the short film where you got to be in character for, you know, two days straight and and really attempt to, to become that that character, not who you are in real life. Um, what was that like for you? Because you obviously created a chemistry with the female lead. You obviously had to show emotions ranging from disappointment to uh sadness to fucking feeling like a badass having a pretty nice looking native chick on your lap loving you and kissing you and stuff what was that like like becoming that character it was dope man like it was uh it it was fun because it, it it wasn't me it was somebody else like i i would say things differently if it was me and i would i you know like it uh it felt good too because there's uh there's times in my life too where where i lost somebody not totally in that way, but it uh it hurt. And sometimes you don't really deal with those emotions when it happens and you just kinda you know, you, you do what you're supposed to do according to your culture and then you just move on and you don't really talk to anybody about it or express those emotions. And I kinda got to do that for times past that I I didn't really display publicly. I got to do that on film and that's when we did the exit interviews on Sunday, like I was like all teary eyed and crying, bro, and I feel like that's why. It's because it was like, man, it uh, it felt like like healing. You know what I mean? Because I, I got to stick some of that that shit that hurt from a long time ago into the movie, and so it was like, it felt cool. Because I didn't feel like I uh, I was super sad or like I'm I'm playing a character, and the character wouldn't express himself in that in that way. You know what I mean? But you you can see a little bit in his face and how he reacts. So, um, it was dope, man. I I enjoy that a lot, and I'm. It wasn't a stretch for me totally. It's not like I'm I'm playing a Middle Eastern guy who speaks a different language or anything like that cuz that would be a lot more difficult. I'd want to hang out with some of those people, you know, but 
I've been in Yakima all kinds of times my whole life. You know what I mean? I got mad fam and friends out there. So it was cool to try, try and be a, a, a Yakima Indian guy for, for a couple of days and, and go through this story. So it was dope, man. But you did have to show vulnerabilities, meaning that a lot of times what I noticed making the hip hop music in the early 2000s and even even sometimes today, a lot of times Indians are no different than any other race or culture or group of people when it comes to the hip hop we like. We love music yeah. like Brother Lin Chung and uh, and Cameron and, and stuff like that. We, we don't like to show vulnerability. We don't like to show times where we were weak or perceived as a quote-unquote trick. And I got asked that. Was was he just a trick? And they're talking about the main character Ray, and yeah. it was like it was a glimpse into the into the life that people don't talk about. And yeah. I'm not going to give away the whole plot, but the lead character's name is Ray. He has a love for a woman who will sometimes use him to get out yeah, of situations for for money. And so you had to play that character who was not seen as this. Macho or big and bad or stuck Indian, you kind of had to put yourself out there in a way as the character. So how yeah. did that feel? Uh, it was cool, man, because it it is. It's um, yeah, guys don't like to show that part. You know what I mean? They, they don't want to. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you don't write that part into the rap song. You know what I mean? It's like you you talk the shit about the girl and make the chorus fucking, you know, shitting on her too, and it, it's those parts where, where you were a sucker don't that you don't write that into the verse ryan craig you know what i mean it's so not, it was it's dope. not funny I'm, I'm not laughing because just what you're saying it's funny i'm laughing because it's it's getting a little uncomfortable as we even talk about it now so yeah yeah well dude that's why i think you are dope for writing it into the script bro and it's uh yeah it's 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 honest and that's when when i tell they're like what's it about and i say it's an honest love story that's from where we're from you know what I mean? It's and that's uh, when oh. I was podcasting. I was podcasting with Anwan and TJ last night. And TJ was out there in Wisconsin for a few years doing music, and I can't remember what tribe out there he was, but he dated a few girls. And he's like, "Man, when I watched that movie, I'm like, you know what's up?" But I'm like, "You're also Mexican, dude. Like, there's a lot of Mexicans in Yakima too. Like, there's our cultures aren't that different. You know what I mean?" So it was it was cool to to have him be to have him relate to it, even though he was Mexican, but he spent time with natives too. And it was cool to hear him talk about his take on it, you know? So one more thing I have to ask for you. Um, okay. I know the music was older, but we were, we're trying to capture a time with the movie, meaning like 2008, 2009. What was it like for you hearing music that you worked your ass off uh, 15 years ago on, 10 years ago on? What was it like for you hearing your music in the soundtrack? Because we can't just say, Oh, Jay Z song "Cry" would be perfect right here, or uh, RBL Posse right here. Yeah, we need to play that. We don't have the rights to any of that music, but you have the yeah. rights to your music. I have the rights to the Rezog music. What was that like for you, hearing the music as the main music in the soundtrack? Uh dude, it was awesome. It, it felt really good because, um, in in this new day of music, like you know, physical sales are pretty much done. It's only streaming. Most people don't buy the the album on iTunes unless they really love you, and that in 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 my head that was always a a back burner thing. I'm like, well, maybe one day one of my songs will get picked for a movie or a TV show, 
and, and they'll play it when when this character is getting high or there's a party going on like there'll be something happening and i can get paid because it, that that tv show will be seen by millions of people and i'll, I'll get that royalty and it doesn't matter to me that if if, if you love who you love doesn't make a million dollars it, it uh it was the feeling of of seeing that it's like in the beginning it's like you look at it as like yeah that's a monetary goal but really you, you want to experience it and i got to experience it with that movie with with you love who you love it's like nah and anybody anybody who's a fan of my music who downloaded it and watched it like that's what they said they're like man was was all that music yours and i'm like half of it was mine and half of it was res hogs and they're like man that's cool and i'm like it is cool you know because it, it, it's uh it does set the marker in time for it's like those came out back then i'm completely on a different wave right now as far as my music and that that shows you when that story took place and it, it's uh it's dope too I, I told tj i was like man the girl who that character is based on those were her favorite songs from me and res hog so that's that's how those songs made the movie you know what i mean he's like dude that's tight I was like, man, yeah. So it's uh it felt good, dude. It, it still feels because I don't I don't listen to those songs that often, but I, I try to watch the movie every now and then, especially when I, I just want to be inspired or I feel like I'm not I'm not accomplishing what I want to accomplish in the time that I want to accomplish it in. It's like, nah man, look at take a look at your wins for a second. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And it, it just it, it feels good, man. It like uh it makes it feel um like validated like all that work it's like nah man it's it's appreciated in a whole new medium of art you know because because anybody who okay has here, here's music, a question for you yeah you've got you've got 50 people who will all say that the album that has twist and blow and i know and uh that's my baby they're gonna say top 10 albums of all time they're talking about jay-z they're talking about lil wayne they're talking about fucking too short whoever Whoever's new now, Kendrick Lamar. I'm sorry, it's 2020. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. J. Cole. They're talking about. Them. They're gonna say Katy Kane, so they say, is one of their top ten albums of all time. But then yeah. somebody will say, "What? That's that only sold 4,000 copies. That's nowhere yeah. near J. Cole. That's nowhere near Lil Wayne. But it is. It is. See what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. The like, same that's... way that somebody watched. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Keep going. The same way that somebody watched You Love Who You Love, and they, they weren't thinking about King of Staten Island or anything like that. It 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 reached them. It touched them. Maybe they shed tear. Maybe they thought about somebody that they loved or cared about. Maybe they had been to Yakima, but they hadn't been back in 30 years, and they watched it, and they saw it. It reached them. Would I have, yeah. would I have loved to have it get picked up by Netflix and be part of something? Would I have loved for the... Native American Museum in Washington D.C. to pick it up and and, and feature that. Yeah, of course I would have loved that, but I'm not gonna let it bother me to say, "Oh, this failed," or I didn't get enough people to give me views on the day that it came out on Amazon Prime. So that's what I kind of yeah. always remind myself, you know. Yeah, I agree, dude. I um, that's how most artists try to stun on you too. Thank you, baby. Um, they. Like, Ty does this to me all the time with the country rap guys he works with. He'll be like, this guy has this many million subscribers on his YouTube channel, this many views on his video. And when I go and listen to the song, Ryan Craig, it's it's not tight at all. You know, and I, I don't want to shit on their music. I'm just really unimpressed. And 
the the numbers that it did don't matter to me because it doesn't reach me it doesn't speak to me um it's not from my culture or or my demographic and i i try i give it a chance because my producer made it or he worked with this artist you know what i mean and so i i try i give it a chance but it's not for me and and so it, it feels good to work on stuff that i do enjoy that i do like that i i am proud of and that i i want to promote to other people because i think it's good and it doesn't yeah i don't get discouraged by the numbers either dude because there's there's many ways that we can inflate that ryan craig with with bots with with all kinds of stuff and when i see some art like that that i'm severely unimpressed with with millions of views that's automatically what i assume it is you know what i mean and so i i I, I don't hold that that number as the most important thing. I, I try to see what it looked like or what it sounded like and, and base my assessment off of that. Because there is, dude. There's all kinds of of good shit that didn't go platinum. You know what I mean? Like, there's all kind, like the, the younger homies that I have that are, you know, younger than 30, I tell them all the time, like, bro, you missed a whole bunch of good music just based on when you were born, you know? And... They're like, man, you sound like old. I'm like, I, I, I guess I do sound like an old head, but it's, dude, it's, it's fact. Like, I know what's popular. You know, you think this is cool because it has this many views. But like, dude, look at anything from this genre from '92 to '98. Check it out. Like, you'll think it's tight, especially if you can find the video online. And it, uh, I, I know that those guys back then in that era weren't weren't shooting for numbers. You know what I mean? They were shooting to make something dope and that's what my passion is you know what i mean it's like i i either want to be inspired or i want to inspire other people you know and if i can do both at the same time then that's what i'm here for on earth ryan craig you know what i mean somebody somewhere whether they be native or whether they be european whether they be asian whether they be australian they're gonna get online they're gonna watch you love who you love the story of how they came into contact with the link to the movie. We don't know, but they're going to find it. They're going to hear Twist and Blow, or they're going to hear Red Hog's song on there. They're going to go back, and they're going to look it up. And it might be the year 2025. It might be the year 2030. And they're going to do what I did today when I was on the Yakima Reservation looking up songs from 8-Ball and MJG from their second album, going to the track listing, because I remembered about three or four of them, and saying, oh, I want to listen to this one now. And here's 8-Ball and MJG from Memphis, Tennessee, inspiring me with the song they made in 1994 in the year 2020 as I write and create art. Somebody's going to do that with no, your work and my work. No doubt. I, I feel the same way, bro. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's tight. And that's one thing I feel like we could do even now or on the next movie is do a soundtrack, you know, with the, with the, the songs that were in there and then have, like, interludes from the dialogue in between songs. I think that would be cool. Like as intros and outros, you know what I mean? You and I are old and enough to remember when MCH Straight Up Menace was specifically on the Menace to Society soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was basically the movie in a rap song too, dude. Like like he put he basically they had he CDs. described the character of Kane, you know, that that was the song. I was like, <laughs> that shit's tight. They had CDs and tapes that were original soundtracks and you don't get you don't you don't hear about that anymore well the way that we consume our entertainment now is so different but i remember yeah. those days like you knew the soundtrack before you even got to see the movie 
Yeah, you did. Like above the rim, like holy shit. Was like regulator was the first single or whatever. But like once that that CD came out and you heard it everywhere you went, it really made you want to watch the movie more. You know, it's like fuck, I gotta check that shit. Every, out, everybody man. knows Ice Cube. Everybody knows that Ice Cube's Friday is track one, and then they know that Dr. Dre keep their heads ringing is number two. Then you know yep. Scarface on the Friday soundtrack is number three. And then, yep. you know, after that one, it's like Funk Dubious or something. You can't really remember because that was one of the tracks you might have skipped over sometimes. But back yeah. in those days, the like, CD would just play. Yeah. And then it's like Cypress Hill. And it's not you know like I mean? that no more. Yeah, it's not, bro. It's not. And that's, I don't know. I, I like referencing shit like that and recorded tapes in my music now, too, especially when it's like my rock shit because it's like, it, I don't know. I know the kids might not get it. And hopefully they they don't understand and they want to listen to it again and then you know like that's uh that's the only thing i can hope for bro it's like i can't dumb myself down to like i can't i can't adapt too much ryan craig it's like i am who i am and i I gotta keep doing what i think is dope and i don't know like that's why i do the, the rock and roll stuff now too more than the rap but i still hang out with my rap homies and it's still fun to to listen to the songs that they record and put out and it's I don't know. I, I just think the the art, man. And I'm just more passionate about other art these days than I was in my youth, you know? And that's okay. Yeah. And and that's and yeah, there's dude, nothing like, wrong with that. Yeah, because some folks too, they're like, Man, you're you're doing this. I'm like, Yeah. I and they're like, Why? It's cause I like to. Cause it, it, it floats my boat. It makes me happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> And then they're like, are you getting, are you getting paid for it? And I'm like, nah, like I did that one for free. Cause I believed in it. You know what I mean? And they're like, what the hell? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate on the next one. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing a uh, good work. And so I want to keep doing it, you know? And that's not just with the film, but with my podcast and my rock and roll music and record my cousins and their band and shit. Like there's, I'm, I feel like I made the right move by moving home, Ryan Craig, you know, like, and it's not, I'm not back on my res, but I'm only two hours away. So I have access to all my friends and fam down there. We, we just got to coordinate time to, to do our thing. And like, I'm closer to you. I'm closer to, to everybody else that uh, were my colleagues in, in art before. And so it's cool to, everybody has time, you know, like I don't have to travel a thousand miles to, to meet up for a week. And it's like, nah, man, free on tuesday i'll come through on tuesday but you know like it's it's easier who, to hit a, a week who were your, a week in mission. who were your go ahead, influences go ahead. to rap who were your influences for, to rap when you first started uh man i answered this question last night for tj and those guys too um number one is nate doc right um like not to like influence me to rap but just impressed with his work and um just it, like choruses that's why i i really I feel like I excelled at, at doing choruses because I was such a big fan of that guy. Um, but yeah. Nate Dogg, um, T- Tupac is the greatest. Nobody could tell me Biggie's the greatest. He's good, but I, I, Tupac had more banging songs and more emotion in his music. And then I said Jadakiss because I felt like Jadakiss was a really super talented lyricist. And even though some of the hustle shit was about drugs and portions that I, I didn't deal with, a lot of the the references to to weed and everything else was slick and that's just exactly how we did it where we were from too so i was impressed by his music and then also awax i, I said that because he he's from our region and like 
I, I said this on the podcast last night, but when SP showed me his music in 03, it sucked. It was it was Savage Times Volume 1. It was garbage. And then when JSK showed me his music in 04, 05, it was fucking dope. That Thug Deluxe album was tight. And so I was just impressed with the 180 and his improvement as far as writing and recording. And then my fifth pick was Ice Cube, Brian Craig. Cause, uh, oh, he's got stories. Yeah, dude, just yeah turning where he grew up into a successful writing career because people are like yo he's a, i'm like yeah he's a rapper but he's a writer you know what i mean he right he wrote he wrote easy's raps he was the smartest one in the group he understood the the work that he was putting in and understood that he wasn't getting compensated for it and he he rolled the dice and left that comfortable situation in order to get what he felt he deserved and he got it you know what i mean like he he earned it on his own and and the the whole movie moves too like i don't know if i've said this before on a podcast but he, he there was an interview with him and they were asking him they're like yo you you did friday and you you did uh you know all these other friday movies and they're like why would you choose to do there's like a family vacation movie i don't remember what it was called but he goes on vacation with his family or something do you know what it's called Ryan Craig yeah it's called are we there yet with Neil Long yeah oh okay yeah are we there yet yeah so they're like, why would you choose to do a movie like that? And he goes, dude, he goes, I see a lot of black actors come into Hollywood and it's like they get cast in a movie or two and then they have an opportunity to do another one and they feel like it doesn't fit their image or their persona. And to me, I feel like work is work. You know what I mean? And acting is acting. Like you, if you can't play that character, what the fuck are you being an actor for? And, and at the same time, he goes, if you don't want to do the work now, who the fuck's going to call you to do the work later? You know what I mean? And it, it just, yeah. uh, that, that, that stood out to me. So, I mean, as, as a rapper, yes, Ice Cube, but as, as a, just a career person, I would put him at the top of the list just cause studying his moves. Um, like he, he, he made, really smart moves even when it didn't look like a smart move at the time you know he took chances yeah dude rolling the dice and that's what i love about you too ryan craig like you you could have sat there and tried to shop your script to to people that you know have money you know what i mean you you could have approached people who would give you a budget and you chose not to you know what i mean and and i i love that it's like i i love that you sent me the script and it was like well what do you think and i was like well i feel like i could find a couple of people to be in here it's like, well, what do you think it could cost? And you told me what you were paying Javi. And I'm like, I feel like if I tell them I'm doing it for free, they would do it for free as long as we could pay for their travel. You know what I mean? And it uh, it worked out, Ryan Craig. So it just, to me, that that uh, it's it's a pretty big leap, leap of faith. And, and it takes a lot of balls, man. And it takes a, a, a lot of dedication and, and trust in the people you're working with. So that's what I appreciate the most. You know what I mean? We shot a scene in Wapato at a place it used to be called the hideaway now it's called the hideout it's uh if you're from the yakima valley area from the yakima reservation or you visit you probably heard of it or been there um and i'm not one of these guys that i i, I never first of all because i don't run any town or i don't have all these connections and even if i did i don't like those people that say well we run this town or oh we know yeah. everybody i'm not i'm not one of those people so we Me go, we, we start filming a scene. Okay, good. We go, we start filming a scene. It's it's the scene where it's just to show that the, the, the lead male character, Ray, is being used. But he doesn't care because he wants affection. He's a he's one of those men that gets an adrenaline rush off getting kissed and touched and all that. 
Anyway, that's part of the movie. So when we're looking to film the scene, the current owner, she's a lady, her husband's literally mopping up puke or vomit. I think vomit's the act of, and then puke is the end result. She comes out and she tells (laughs) us, you guys, get the fuck out of here. Leave. I don't want you here. You're trespassing. And uh, the guy kind of looks to us the way a husband looks when, when, when the wife whether she thinks she wears the pants or actually wears the pants. And I'm sorry if that's offensive in 2020 to say, well, he yeah. looks at us with that look that, that a guy gives when he says, sorry guys, I, nothing I can do. So then we yeah. say, hurry the fuck Struggling up, children. hurry the fuck up and shoot it again. Hurry the fuck yeah. up and get the other shot. Hurry the fuck up. And that's yeah. the, the, the rush that I got to say, we're going to make this movie no matter what. And that's what I love. Yeah. And you guys were on board. A lot of people could have said, we don't have licenses, guy. We got to leave. We don't have permission. Like, what are we doing this for? I got a crew that said, fuck it. Let's make it happen. Let's do it no matter what. And that's what I love yeah. about it. Yeah. I, me, me too, man. Uh, shout out to Kylie and Ryan and Tyrant. Um, and also Suave, you know, like, it, uh, and Javi. Like, the, it, it was, it was, it was like one day of super duper coordination, bro you know, to, to get everyone in the same place at the same time. And it wasn't just the same town. It was like five or six different locations, bro, in a day. And I took the time to create the shot list and we didn't even follow it because people couldn't make it at the same time. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, fuck, I'm, it was frustrating for me, but we still got it done. And it, uh, it felt good, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Have you ever watched, uh, Cameron from the diplomats, his movie killer season? No, it's dope. It's horrible. Uh, okay. It's, it's really right. bad. The acting is bad. <laughs> the editing is bad. But I fucking loved him for it. No homo. Um, that's the type of person I am, though. Meaning that I love when people do shit because they fucking wanted to do it. And when you yeah. brought your work ethic, you knew you were going to get it done no matter what. And that's what we needed. Not only in this world today to make a film. Not only in this world today to make music. But just in this world to fucking keep living, and don't don't yeah. think I'm getting all weird or fucking uh, huh. philosophical or anything. But I'm tired of seeing young people ages fucking three years old to fucking goddamn senior citizens on their fucking phones, laying around, eating chips, drinking pop, and yeah. being content at being to just less than. Yeah, I'm sick of I it, agree. man. I hate it. I I can't stand it. I don't like yeah. having a fucking three year old a tablet and saying, "Here, shut up." Nah, like that's man, dude. That's seriously, Ryan Craig. That's something I try to teach my boy too. I'm like, you know that those toys that you like to play with and and the cartoons that you like to watch. Someone created that. Someone wrote that story and and then painted the pictures and then turned it into a cartoon and. He's like, I he, I feel like he doesn't understand why I'm telling him right now, but it, I'm going to keep hitting him with that message. I'm like, you can be a consumer or you can be a creator. Um, and, and consuming, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I like listening to music and watching movies, but I, I get such a better feeling uh, in my heart and my brain when I create something. And then I, I'm able to uh, show it to other people. You know what I mean? And uh, that's... That's what I, man, for real. I'm not content either, Ryan Craig. I try to, I try to, anybody who's around me, that's like, yo, let's do this. Let's, let's make this happen. Like, let's, you know, cause it, uh, it's not good enough right now. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, we gotta, we gotta keep making more. We gotta keep doing more. 
Mm-hmm. I think we need to value. I think we need to value art and value yes. expression. And I, I don't think yes. we do enough. When I say we, I can't speak for the whole country. I can't speak for the whole state. I can only speak for myself. And there are times when I feel like if somebody said, "Let's start a fire," and hey, uh, Mister So and So, you like to tell stories. You're 75 years old. Let's put this big stump right here in the middle, and let's get everybody to come gather around of all ages. And just tell us stories, stories that were passed down to you about whether it be the Yakima people or, in your case, the, the Nimipu people or wherever it might be. We don't yep. do that. It has to be It has to be sanctioned. It has to be federally funded. It has to be at this yeah. university. Why? Yeah. Why did we get away That's... from Why did we get away from expressing ourselves? Me sitting here talking, somebody's going to say, I know smart. But at the same time, yeah. with you. I hear what you're yeah. saying. We do need no, more do. of that. And no, we do. the community college doesn't need to send me. I can send myself. Yes, dude. That's, yeah. Like, that's when you talked about grant writing and shit earlier, too. It's like, I don't have anything against that, but I have more hustle than that, you know? And that's what I appreciate, too, about you, Ryan Craig. It's like, nah, we'll, we'll fucking do it without filling out an application and asking for fucking money and filling these other obligations it's like nah we would do it on our own you know and it's fucking love that shit ryan craig it's like nah, man we'll be all right we, we don't we, need that we have all these we have all these things that no matter how much money you write you can write a billion dollar grant and it's not going to end suicide it's not going to end alcoholism it's not going to end drug abuse it's not going to end domestic violence we as yep. the people are the ones who are living it in these communities we have to be the ones to say, I don't care who the president is. I'm going to feel good about who I am today. I'm going to honor whoever it is that I'm going to honor from my past, and I'm going to live a better life. A billion-dollar grant will not do that for me. It has to come from inside, meaning I don't need a fucking big-ass check to facilitate anything. I just need to be dedicated to facilitating it myself. That's just how I feel. Somebody can disagree with me. I'm not educated in any of this. I'm just tired of fucking going to funerals of people that I considered my fucking homies when they didn't need to die that young. That's what I'm tired of. Yeah, yeah dude. And it's like, uh, that's that's what I dig about what you're doing, too, is it, it, this option has never been sold to us by anybody older than us, Ryan Craig. You know what I mean? Like, this this wasn't an idea that was pitched to us in high school or ever in our lives. And that's that's what i hope too that it inspires some young people that it's like yo dude like we made that movie for thirteen hundred and fifty dollars you know what i mean one thousand three hundred fifty dollars that's that's what it cost to make and we had the balls to put it up on amazon and promote it say fucking watch it tell us what yeah dude yeah so i'm I'm sure that there's homies who have who have like the the gear laying around who are like we could do it for cheaper than that you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you you can. You know what I mean? Like, just get it done and put it out. Like, and then do another one. You know, like it. it uh, you don't have to sit there and ask your tribe for the money or, or fill out an application for the grant. It's you. You can go and, and get whatever job you have. You whatever job you can get. It's like you can save a hundred bucks every month, and it's like you could do that for a year and basically purchase whatever you need to make your project you know what i mean i feel like 1200 bucks could go a really long way with technology these days and it's it's cool to see uh guys do that like you you know what i mean because it's a little bit more than 1200 for the movie but it's like you you, you put it together you're, you're a working class 
a single father and you still, you know, didn't ask for no help, man. You know, it's like, man, I don't pay for this. It's like, what do you want? It's like, I don't want anything. I'll get something on the next one. It's like, okay, cool. And it, it just, uh, the, 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 the people are around you to get to where you're trying to go. It's like, you just got to present it to them, you know? And, and most people are afraid to do that. So I, I, I Here's think one more thing. Okay. Listen to this short story. It'll take me about a minute or two. You know, I, I had, I had issues with raising my kids. I didn't get to see them for years at a time, so forth, so on. A lot of people yeah. listening, male and female, know the story. Kids nowadays can get caught up in the system, whether that be foster care, whether that be uh, handed back and forth between mom and dad or grandma and grandpa on both sides. Anyway, I get my son. He's, I think, 12. Before that, my music with the Red Hogs was used against me in court. Pictures Man. of me with gang members. My music played in court. So Man. I had to live that. I get my son. The circumstances that led up to that, we don't have time to go into it. I, I get my son. He turns 14. We did a music video. This is actually where it all began. Mystic from over here in Yakima, that's his, his name for rap. He's my cousin. Um, yeah. We make a music video. It's called All That We Had. And the music video is about 90s nostalgia going back in time. Yeah. So look that up on YouTube whenever somebody who's listening right now has time. It's Mystic and yeah. Ryan Craig, all that we had. My son and his son... cousin are acting in it. Yeah, he plays the young you, right? He plays the young Ryan Craig. He does. He's wearing the clothes yeah. that I had when I was 14. So, yeah. I'm a horror, so I had all that wardrobe. So anyway... Javier, who I contacted just for that music video, is from Yakima. He's never even been to White Swan. He says, yeah. hey, I, and I say to him, have you ever made a movie? He says, no. And I say, and then he says to me, do you want to make one? And I said, I can write one. I've never written shit. He says, when yeah. do you want to do it? And I go, I don't know. He says, you want to do it in a week? I say, damn, give me a month. We shot the All yeah. We Had music video, end of September, and then... November 10th or some shit, we made that Guardian Ancestor. I put my son in a fucking movie when he was 14. That's all my yeah. point is. Parents out there, you have kids and you want to do something, you want to... I didn't fucking take drama in high school. I didn't fucking go yeah. to a university or to a community college to study theater or acting. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to do something, fucking do it, man. I never knew I was going to make a fucking movie. I never knew I was going to call Katie Kane up and say... Hey, I just thought of something. You want to be in this other movie that I'm making? I never fucking predicted that three years ago. Never. Yeah. Yeah, man. For real. No. And it's uh it's it's turning into something dope, man. Like uh I got man, can I share that you sent me a new script and that I like it and we're probably gonna shoot in September and we're trying to fill roles for it. Can I say that on the air, Ryan Craig? Say say whatever you want, man. We we gotta get yeah. more people to get inspired. So yeah. yeah, share it. Yeah. So we did the You Love Who You Love. Um, it's going to show at Lumbee Film Festival this weekend. Hopefully we can share that link publicly so people can tune in, um, maybe watch it for free without paying the $5 on Amazon and hopefully direct some traffic towards their website and their film festival. Uh, but in addition to that, there is a new script. Oh, one more thing, Kane. You, Kane, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. You and I are going to do a 15-minute Q&A right after they show the movie, just so you know. Oh, really? Online? Uh, yeah, on Zoom. So you gotta teach okay, me how cool. to yeah. install that app. But anyway, keep going, keep going. Okay, yeah. And so uh, I'm down, man. We'll we'll, we'll do a practice call. Um, but okay. we, there's a so you love who you love, ladies and gentlemen. It was 11 pages of script, 
uh, turned out to a 12 minute short script uh short film movie um the next film is 32 pages so uh it's a lot deeper story a lot more scenes it's gonna be a lot more days of shooting um i, I get to play the lead role again i have a couple of people who i'm trying to cast from my reservation there's a couple of people who ryan is trying to cast from his reservation and we know that sometimes people have to flake for whatever reason maybe it's a scheduling thing or maybe people aren't comfortable being nude or topless or whatever and that's fine but i just wanted to tell anybody who's listening that uh if i call you and send you a message i'm probably gonna ask about the next film so if you're down to work with us based on the last one you you watched then then please let's let's do it and let's put it together and just to add to that when when jane says that we're not really into applying for grants and stuff that doesn't mean that if there's somebody who out there who really believes in us and says, I want to give you this $100 to donate, we're not going to say, no, no, we can't take that. We're, we're 100% independent. No, nah, we gladly yeah. accept donations yeah. for this for this piece that we're going to work on. Yeah, and, and sponsorship too. Like I'm trying to prepare uh, ways to pitch um, opportunities for companies to get their logo or visibility in the movie as far as um, – product placement and such so um, i'm gonna shoot for that too I, I feel like we can we can get a little bit better budget than 1350 for the next one and if, if somebody's far away maybe we can get a plane ticket or at least offer everyone rooms and take care of everyone for for three days while we get this thing done you know and just to just to say where i was coming from and then kane you can say how you received the script um, emotionally and how you perceived it mentally. But for me, there's always stereotypes from different generations, whether it be from different races, even from town to town, there's stereotypes. And what I wanted yeah. to do was create something that would present a stereotype, show what, what parts of it you probably would see, but then also show that you could just kill all those stereotypes right away too. Yeah. So that that's kind of where that I was coming from with it. Yeah. What, what did I, I you feel think like when it, you got done reading it? No, nah, I feel like it does that, dude. It uh, it's it's I I like your style, bro. Um, in writing, cause you know TJ had his certain take on the movie that that Ray's putting up with this this girl right over and over again, and he's like the the guy who's the sucker. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, other people could watch that movie and be like, man, he's the piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like he he. He fucks with this girl, then fucks with her friend after she dies. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? He's, you, you know, like there's uh, it it shows that it's it's not one way. It's like characters are deeper than just the the hero or the villain. You know what I mean? There's there's certain things that made them that way and caused them to behave that in that manner. And I feel like with this this, this new film, it is a lot of people are gonna not like the character that I play. You know, they're gonna. And and I'm comfortable with being the villain already in my life. I know people don't like my views or the shit I have to say, and it's it's fine. I'm cool. I'm an artist. Like I'll take it. But with this, it's it's going to be even more so. So it's it's comfortable for me playing that role, but also the show the social commentary is going to be dope. And I think that uh yeah, it's going to be super dope, Ryan Craig. I'm excited about it. I I feel like uh once I read with some people, I think that they'll really be on board, and it's uh. I'm excited to to do the next to do the next one, man. Like it's it's gonna be dope, and it's gonna be an improvement on the last one. You know what I mean? It, it feels good to to keep putting shit out, but to also 
improve on the last one that you put out you know it feels good to get better and be more skilled you know well we couldn't we couldn't continue to portray what we were portraying in 2003 in 2020 if you tried no. to do that there are, there's a few that pulled it off in mainstream that'd be juicy j and even then yeah. you got to wonder does juicy j feel like an idiot when he goes home and he's got maybe kids that are but oh well, he actually didn't have kids till he was older but somebody his age do they feel do they ever feel like man i'm really still doing this or maybe he doesn't yeah. i don't know but i could i couldn't have done that i couldn't make yeah. cruises through the valley which i made in 2004 i couldn't i couldn't make that in 2020 and and feel okay with that good about it yeah man same ryan craig that's why i evolved into the rock and roll stuff too and that's why i like the acting stuff because i am man i'm getting close to 40 ryan craig and i rap you know i still view it as a young man's sport and i i still am impressed with my friends that are my age and still doing it because they're, they're still talented but it just it is man I'm, I'm on to other stuff that i like doing i dig my podcast stuff and the acting stuff and i'm still gonna do rock music but i i uh yeah, I can't. I can't do all that that party drugs, uh, you know, fucking around type shit. With it's, I'm, I'm kind of. I live a different life now, so I, yeah, I would feel dishonest. But the the difference to that is acting. It's like I could play that character on screen if it's written into a script, and that's cool. And you guys could feel good about that. But that's that's the only. You know the guy that the guy that wrote and directed Fruitvale Station, the story of the young man that was killed by the police in the. Bay Area. Did you get to see that Fruitvale Station? No, I'm gonna have to look that up. Fruitvale Station, baby. Can we watch that sometime? Well, here's here's Fruitvale my point, Station. and I, I I know we've been talking for a long time, so I'll start to wrap things up. But my point is, is that Michael B. Jordan is sitting on millions and millions of dollars from the movie Creed and Black Panther and all these different things. And, and I'm not saying, oh, Michael B. Jordan is the best because he made millions. But he yeah. probably bought his family things that he never thought he'd be able to. And I know he started in other things. He was on The Wire for a few episodes. He was yeah. on uh, Friday Night Wallace. Lights, which was on NBC. Okay, but my yeah. point is is that Fruitvale Station was made for, I think, around $10,000. Um, the person that wrote and directed was then hired <laughs> to direct the movie Black Panther that grossed hundreds and hundreds of millions. Michael Damn. B. Jordan became the biggest actor one of the biggest actors in the world. That's Man. what I'm going for. Meaning that I'm not making you love who you love. I'm not making Guardian Ancestor. I'm not making, uh, I, I didn't write Dirty Dog to just say, oh, I'm just kind of fucking around. It's no big deal. Yeah. I, I don't really care nah. that much. No, I am nah. making it. So when the next Smoke Signals comes out, they're going to call me and say, will you please be a part of it? Whether that's writing, whether that's being there to direct, whether that's to be in it. I'm, I'm thinking Katie Kane is going to be the next, Adam Beach. And people can laugh yeah. when I say that and they can say, shit, fucking stupid. But I don't yeah. care because I've always thought that way. I've always yeah, had man. to think that way. I didn't start Resnox to just fucking say I'm going to keep rapping in Mama Chat and just, just be this guy that makes some tapes that only my friends like. I yeah. was at the fucking Nammies winning an award and, and then I was at the open bar with everybody who's a who's who. And I know I'm not saying that, oh, everybody should praise me because of that. I'm only saying no. that to say that. There's a point to all this, and that's what I want to leave with is to say, if you're supporting us for what we're doing now, me and Katie Kane with the movies, just know we're, we're trying to do something with this. If we fail, big deal. We went yeah. out trying, but we're, yeah. we're going to try to make it with, with something with this movie stuff. So that, that's what yeah. I wanted to say. That's the last thing I wanted to share. 
Well, I, I appreciate uh, the the cosign and and the faith in in my work and my talent because I, I I'd say the same to you, dude. I'm like, nah, this shit is tight. And when I show it to other people, when they see the script, uh, even on the last one, it was like, nah, this is good. Like I'm I'm about this shit. And um, so it it, it is, dude. I, I appreciate the belief in in my talent, and I, I believe in you just the same. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to, to keep working with you, dude. And I, I'm happy that you took the time to come on our show and, um, talk about the, your experiences in, in filmmaking and music and also ask me questions too, dude. Like, that's what I like the most. Like you're a radio guy. So you understand the interview, interview format. And, um, the one thing I wanted you to talk about before we wrap is, uh, the, the film fest, the, the Lumbee Film Festival, can the general public tune into that? Like, can we share a link online to where people can watch our film on there? Or do they have to pay like a dollar or two? Like, how does that work, man? It's all free. And I told them to go ahead and just, they said, if anybody did want monetary gainings from any of it, to do something, I said, we just want the exposure. So our movie is going to show Thursday, July 2nd, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Then they have the Q&A through Zoom. And on their website, just Google Lumbee Film Festival. Um, it'll be on there for two weeks. Our movie and a lot of others that they've selected for that film festival. So if you are awesome. if you have time, you're going to be able to watch some, some native films that will hopefully inspire you. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I want to do on my social media, too, is share the link and say that, hey, I know that times are hard with the Rona. Maybe you didn't have $5 on a debit card to purchase the movie on Amazon Prime. Um, it's going to be at this film festival, at this link, at this time live on Thursday, or it's going to be on their website at this link for the next two weeks. So you can watch it for free. Please check it out and tell us what you think, you know? Yeah, because who knows, yeah. this might be the new way film festivals are going to be done for a while. I don't know. And we don't have to get yeah. into any of that. I'm only saying that this is actually kind of better for people like us. We weren't going to be able to make it to North Carolina. So this is kind of cool. Oh, no. so yeah make the most super super yeah no doubt man i i dig for real ryan craig I, i'm honestly a, a glass half empty kind of guy because then when when the glass is half full i it's a happy time but i i'm used to dealing with it half empty you know what i mean so i i look at at, at shit like it's probably not gonna go right and i appreciate you for having such a positive attitude like nah like you're always looking at the silver lining and shit and Working next to somebody like that is always uh, good for me, man. So I, I appreciate that attitude, man. Never stop dreaming. Yeah. If I don't believe that I could be in Hollywood sitting next to Sherman Alexi, and we don't have to get into all the troubles he got into, but one day I'm going to be sitting next to Sherman Alexi in those fancy chairs that the, that the film directors get to sit in, I'm going to be sitting next to him, and we're going to be laughing, yeah. and we're going to be directing you and somebody else saying, I think you should try it this way. And if I don't yeah. believe that, who will exactly goddamn right ryan craig i i that's the advice i give to kids too who are in my inbox like listening to you know listen to my song i'm like look dude don't expect anybody else to believe in you more than yourself just just because i i like your song or i don't like your song that's not going to decide your success or the, the path of your career man like i'm just fucking one guy it doesn't you know like keep keep pushing no matter what yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you got to remember you had a huge impact on people with your music. Do you always yeah. remind yourself that too? Yeah, I, I do, man, because it is. Like, I uh, I didn't achieve the success I wanted to monetarily or, or sales-wise, but I do. I, I Sometimes people recognize me in public, and, and they 
they're not super fan but they're just like hey man i dig your music and it feels good because i'm just there fucking grabbing groceries for instacart delivering them to somebody else to make my, fucking, my money to pay bills you know what i mean and it's it's cool dude like it feels all right because i i'm average joe and i'm comfortable with that but it, it feels good to work on my art whether it's it makes me rich or not you know that's not the well mu- musically musically within the the indian communities native american whatever people say i still say indian i know that might not be right in 2020 but katie kane was drake before there was drake now i'm not over here jumping on your dick no homo i'm not saying oh yeah put katie kane up there i'm saying you were drake before there was drake yeah i i yeah melodic shit you know yeah. r&b yeah shit. i'm not saying like, i'm not saying that i'm not saying because you might not like drake no i I'm like saying, drake he's cool Okay, I like him. I'm he can like, write. I respect his shit for the same reasons. I'm like, yeah, man. Like it's it's singing and rapping, you know. Right. The production was flawless. The raps were flawless, and then you would sing, and it was your own swag. Man, it, it it was very impressive. And you know, I I don't have a huge ego, but Katie Kane's music was more popular in Yakima than the Red Sox music. And that's what was Where? weird about the music is we had we had more popularity in places like Warm Springs, Oregon than we had at home. But see, yeah. I think the Red Sox were onto something before others too. When I started to hear Lil Yachty, when I started to hear, who's the guy that uh, that does the weird stuff and he would hint or joke that he was gay with Will Smith's son and that shit blew up? Oh, Tyler the Creator, Odd Future. Odd right. Future Wolfgang right. killed them all. Yeah. I like him because he heard... did. He ended up being gay. And I, I like their music too, dude. I'm like, man. But the Red Sox aren't gay. But my point is to say that we always wanted to do things that were seen as weird or yeah, whatever the fucking, we didn't get to blow up. And Katie Kane didn't get to see the money that Drake got to see. What I'm yeah. only saying is that we were onto something before they were. That, that was what my point was. So, yeah. 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 I respect it, man. And it, uh, even if we only acknowledge ourselves, man, or the people from our region, it, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's not, um, I'm not going to feel salty or sad because I, I got those projects done and I got them out and people listened to them and reacted to them and, and mostly a, a positive way. So a lot of that energy made it back to me, even if it wasn't from my hometown, it's from places I didn't, I didn't know I had love in. So it, it made a, a difference for me to to want to keep pushing, you know, and keep making more. And that's what we're doing with the films. Somebody's going to yeah. watch it. Somebody's going to enjoy it. Somebody's going to relate to it. And it will all have been worth it. No doubt. No doubt. With that, Ryan Craig, we're, we're at an uh, hour and 20 minutes. Can can I get you to plug your, your social media? Oh, yeah. Just uh, look me up. Go to facebook.com forward slash you love who you love. And then that way, if you watch the movie on Amazon or however you get to see it, leave a review. Leave a comment. Tell us you liked it. Tell us what you thought we could improve on. And then just look me up on uh instagram and uh facebook just ryan craig my first and last name and i'll probably be like fourth or fifth down the line but you'll see me word it's rhc 1982 on ig right oh yeah rhc underscore 1982 on on um, instagram that one's a little harder to find so yeah thanks king yeah because yeah you post some cool shit on there sometimes man so i I dig that Um, oh and 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 I'll, i'll just let me talk for one minute on that I okay. came up in hey, the talk, air talk, where we talk, got... talk, talk for two minutes. I got to run to the art really fast, Ryan Craig. So just talk for two minutes, got okay? It. All right. Got it. This is the thing about social media nowadays. 
I often watch these things and I shake my head at some of the things that people will feel like is worth sharing or things that people feel like others want to know. And then I wonder about not just people in my community, but just the world in general with how sane are a lot of people. Now, I hope Mitchell is still there listening. He's the sound man. He's the engineer. And he hopefully maybe agrees with me, but maybe he could be one of those people. I don't dislike people that feel the need to ask for prayers when they stub their toe. I don't dislike people who want to go live for things that are intimate family moments that they should just share with themselves. I don't dislike them personally, but I wonder about where we've come in the year 2020 with social media. And so I just kind of shy away. Of course, I scroll through when I read some things. I'm part of that percentage of folks that lay in bed at night and can't fall asleep right away. So we get on our phone and scroll through Facebook or Instagram. But that's kind of why I got away from those things. Okay, but while you were uh, doing what you were doing, I was just sharing that certain things about 2020 made me shy away from social media. When I could have promoted myself better, I could have promoted my projects better. There were just certain things that I thought were intimate family details that I thought didn't need to be shared. There were certain dramas that families had that I thought none of us needed to know, and you only made that issue worse. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I ended up shying away from social media. But I get it and I understand. Everybody has a voice now, and that's cool. So, um, yeah. But I'm still on there. I mean, we can still interact. We can still talk about movies and music and things that we want to yeah. see happen for the world. Yeah, this is. I, I pitched this to TJ, but I'll pitch it to you oh. too, man. I got an idea for another podcast that's a movie podcast where. We say we're going to do the, the show on on Tuesday or Thursday, right? And we post a flyer a week before and we say we're going to watch this movie and talk about it. And so we, Ooh, we share that like flyer a for a club. week. Yeah, dude, like a book club, but for movies. And it's like we talk for an hour about what we watched. And it could be, you know, we, we could have like if everybody's a fan of a certain TV show, it's like we could do after after an episode, 30 minute, you know, c- coverage of it. But it, it just... I think that would be dope too, because it. Uh, I I feel like the the film fests could get more coverage of of each film that's showing when it's live. Like those guys, they they could have, like you got a Q and A afterwards, but it would have been dope to have cameras and and edit content and post that afterwards, like like some real red carpet interviews after the fact, you know. And I I feel like making it look like that is is good too, you know. What are a handful of movies that you have that will always stick with you mentally and emotionally that you loved? Uh, American Mainstream, Beauty. Mainstream, independent. American Beauty. Is that Beauty. the one with uh, Kevin Spacey? Yeah, dude. That's when you, when you were like, yeah, we're trying to get Kevin Spacey. I wanted to say that when you were talking about getting a big name actor. I'm like, yeah, we're trying to get Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, is, that's cr- Kevin Spacey and Sherman Alexi are the same movie because they've both been ostracized by mainstream America. We're going to get Kevin Spacey and Sherman Alexi, and me and you are going to act in it. That's the dream yeah. right there. Yeah, because he, like, dude, he okay. crushed in that movie, dude. Like, I, I just loved it. The The first time I watched it was a great time in my life, so it, it just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, I thought it was going to be super corny, super corny based on the title and the, the cover, you know? Like you look at the front cover and it's like fuck. And then when I watched it, it was like, holy shit, this is fucking great. Like you know, whoever like, wrote that understood 
there's certain thoughts that all people have that you don't say out loud, and they put that in there, and that's what I appreciated about it too. Yeah, but yeah. Keep, keep going, keep going. Just tell me a few more. I know we got to wrap things up, but what are a few more? Yeah, yeah. Um, another one too was training day. Uh, when I was in college, that that came out like my uh, sophomore year, and I was living with the Korean and we we both bought a copy of it. He had a copy in his room, and I had a copy in the living room. Um, and we watched that movie at least a hundred times. And it wasn't just this because we had the soundtrack like we were talking about two weeks before it came out. It had the DJ Quick Dr. Dre song on there, like it, it just. Uh, but that movie was just ill. Like everything about it was because we're not from LA, but we know that cops are like that, even where we're from. And so it, it felt good to see an honest depiction of it and and the depth of what they go through to try and reach their goals and and right their wrongs and shit and, and the the amount of time that they have. Cause that whole movie was just one day. It starts in the morning and it ends at the, at midnight. You know what I mean? So it just, uh, to me, that was the shit, you know, like that was another classic one. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, man. I, I like, caught you off guard. There'll be another time yeah. that we can, uh, go through this. Well, dude, that, yeah, that's my pitch, Ryan Craig. If you want to do a movie podcast, I feel like we should do it, man. I feel like even if it's only every two weeks, I feel like we don't have to do it live, but we could record it and put it out. You know what I mean? Uh, one last thing. A lot of people will say to me, did you watch uh, certain Marvel comic movies or things like that? And I, I don't watch mainstream popular movies. I tell people, I say I watch things that people consider to be weird. If it's not yeah. weird or something like American <laughs> Beauty, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And that's no the same doubt. with music. I, but we'll get into that some other time but thanks for having me on uh one more time it's this thursday july 2nd uh if you guys can google uh lumbee film festival that's the lumbee tribe out of north carolina um thanks to them for selecting our short film and uh thanks kane it was a great time talking to you and thanks to your sound oh, yeah man. yeah no so, doubt well yeah. we appreciate we appreciate it too um thanks for taking the time and yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to stay at you. I'm, I'm going to have some progress this week with the new script. So I'm, I'm going to stay at you. I thank you for coming on the podcast to speak officially, man, to, to the viewers and, and share some stuff. Did that Ty, you have did coming Ty up ever too. get back to you about the script? No, nah, I'm going to give him until Tuesday or Wednesday. He's going to have time off from work, I know, for the fourth. And I just want to give him a real 10 or 15 minute phone call. Like, hey, man. This is here's one thing I noticed about our differences in styles, though, and I, and I know you probably got yeah. your dinner waiting right there next to you. Um, I like to let things fall where they're gonna fall, and I noticed that you like to plan things and you like to have things yeah. set the way you want them, so there's no hiccups and there's no bullshit that comes up. Sometimes I embrace yeah. the bullshit too much, but when you put yeah. the styles together, I guess it works. Because I know somebody's gonna come along and say, "I can do that movie, and I want to do that movie," but I wanted to work with Ty because I saw his his attention to detail at music, and it was yeah. pretty fucking impeccable. So, okay, yeah, that was all. Yeah, no doubt. I I agree, man. Like I um I plan for shit to fuck up too, Ryan Craig. You know what I mean? Like so, it's I don't know. Like yeah, I I got two people in mind for each role. So if one of the people can't make it or flake out, hopefully the other one can do it. So try to yeah, contingencies, man, contingencies, Ryan Craig. Like that's 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 my thing. I know but, you got um, supper waiting on the table. I'll let you get to supper. 
Okay, yeah. no doubt. Uh, th thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 63rd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was Ryan Craig. He was the writer and director of You Love Who You Love, starring Katie Kane and, and Kylie Fox, uh, available for viewing on Thursday, this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, that's that's going to be, you can search LumbeeFilmFestival.com. We're going to sh share it on our social media. Um, hope you guys can tune in. And I hope you can also, if, if you can't view it on that website, then spend the five bucks on Amazon Prime. Support your boy. You know what I mean? Uh, I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production. <laughs>